You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, this is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, along with 95.7 The Game, Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings. Appreciate you listening, downloading, rating, subscribing. Three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, so we, we've talked about the quarterbacks individually, but of course, both will probably... I, I mean, I would assume both would be on the market next year. I think the odds of that are pretty good. So if we're looking at the quarterback carousel, which has essentially begun and began a, a, the moment, honestly, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, then you're also looking at, I think, the four quarterbacks, but really three that, that are out there uh, that you would want, Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr. And then if someone was able to pry Lamar Jackson away from Baltimore, technically he's a free agent. That would be a fourth. And then the, or sorry, that'd be a third. And then Tom Brady is the fourth. And excuse Lamar Jackson from the conversation. I personally think Baltimore would be stupid not to resign him or at least do everything they can to. But when we talk about quarterbacks that it feels the same, like I don't really know which one I'd rather have. There are a few teams this offseason that are going to have to make that decision. And just going down the list of teams, the New York Jets are obviously one of them. That's a team that's been linked to Jimmy Garoppolo via Robert Sala. We're looking at May. I, I can't imagine the Steelers would move off of a Kenny Pickett this early, but who knows? Maybe they want to bring in a more seasoned quarterback to try and elevate a roster that has been decimated by injury this year and is still somehow approaching 500. Uh, you're looking at, I don't know, maybe a Tennessee team. I know that they're invested in Ryan Tannehill, but I'm not sure how far that goes. You look at Indianapolis is probably the next most likely one to need a quarterback. Um, And then down the line in the NFC, you're looking at the Atlanta Falcons. You're looking at maybe the New Orleans Saints. And that's kind of where the train stops for me, Mark. But it does seem like there's going to be a few teams, and actually quite a few teams, more than I realized, that will be in need of a starting quarterback this year. Um, I mean, do you think those three guys, being Brady, Garoppolo, and Carr, are going to be highly sought after? I can't see why they wouldn't be in a. I mean, there's there's a, a few uh, you know top quarterbacks expected to be you know in the draft uh, as well this year, yeah, but I, it's a it's a relatively. I mean, it's not like nearly as, uh, I don't know, anticipated as the 2020 draft was, uh, or excuse me, the 2021 draft was when Trey Lance was drafted third overall along with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Mac Jones. Uh, There are some, you know, names up there that are expected to be, you know, top picks, top 10 picks. But I think if you're a quarterback or if you're a team looking for a quarterback, uh, obviously, if you're in the top five, you can go and select one. But if you're outside of that top five spot, uh, you're probably looking not to the draft and instead towards, you know, the, the quarterbacks currently on rosters right now, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Derek Carr, a Tom Brady. You mentioned Lamar Jackson. If the Ravens let him walk, that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on because I think the Ravens are extremely upset with how the Browns handled the Deshaun Watson situation because they gave him so much guaranteed money. And Lamar Jackson's just going to say, hey, I'm better than him, and he's getting all this guaranteed money. you got to at least match that for me. That's going to be interesting to watch. So I'm not sure we're going to have a resolution on that for quite a while, and it will probably go 
deep into the offseason. Uh, but beyond that, I agree with you. I think Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Tom Brady will be sought after. Sought after, excuse me. And I would be surprised if the Raiders do not try to make a hard push for Tom Brady. It seems like wow. a Raiders move to try to do that. I'm not so sure that that Tom Brady would want to do that, but it does seem like a Raiders move. All right, we've got Devontae Adams. We've got Max Crosby. Probably don't have Josh Jacobs anymore because he's a free agent, and, and by all, all accounts, it looks like he wants to get out, uh, and why wouldn't he, I guess, at this point? But I, I, I expect them to make a push for Tom Brady. We'll see if it happens. But I, I think those are three guys that will be sought after. They will have a handful of suitors. I'd be interested to see how the money plays out for Jimmy Garoppolo because we had a lot of conversations about, oh, you know, $25 million, maybe up to $30 million before he got hurt. But now that he suffered another injury, that number probably takes a, a pretty big uh, decline. And, and how many years does he get? I don't know. But uh, if you're a team that has a good roster, maybe like the Saints, as you mentioned, that has a good roster and maybe he's just a quarterback away to go after one of those guys, I would not be shocked. So uh, I think there's going to be a big market for those three guys in particular this offseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I do think Garoppolo's injury pass is the only thing that would hurt him from being probably the highest paid or highest and longest paid of the three. But where I see them now after Garoppolo's injury and how probably a lot of teams see him, by the way, uh, the closest of the teams that we named at the beginning of this segment needing a quarterback would be Indianapolis and Atlanta. They're currently fifth and sixth as mm. far as draft position. Although right now in fourth is a team that Lamar Jackson is probably also very happy about, and that's the Denver Broncos giving Russell Wilson a quarter of a billion dollars for who knows what. So yeah. maybe they maybe they decide that, hey, you know, we'll we'll try and see if we can stomach another year or two of Russell Wilson while C.J. Stroud or uh, you know, Bryce Young needs um, weights on the sidelines and, you know, they try and figure it out. But but here's how I see those three quarterbacks we're talking about. Jimmy Garoppolo is, in, in a way, kind of the safest play. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get as long as he's on the field. So to me, Jimmy Garoppolo would be a perfect, you know, two-year, $30, 35000000 million candidate and maybe even command more depending on which teams really want his services. Derek Carr is the one that I guess I would want. And you'd probably give the longest contract to just based on his past. And then Tom Brady, he's an enigma. I, I totally can see I'm, I'm with you. I can totally see him going to Las Vegas because he's the one that brings the show. And if you're really, we just talked about Allegiant stadium being more about the glitz and the glam than the actual uh, gridiron, then Tom Brady fits right into that. And if you could get him for you know, kind of a, a similar cost to a Garoppolo, maybe less because Tom Brady has been open to taking less money in the past to make sure he's got the roster he wants. And I mean, Las Vegas, sure, they might lose Josh Jacobs, but they acquired a few nice pieces this past off season coming off the playoffs that they were hoping to build off of, which is why moving off of Derek Carr immediately kind of makes very little to no sense in my opinion. But if you can go out and get Tom Brady on a one or two year flyer, even if he's 45, 46, you know, maybe that's a situation where if you're Las Vegas, you're saying, gosh, we were in so many close games this year. And what's the one thing that Tom Brady at least has done this season His overall numbers haven't been great. But the one thing he can do is win you a game down the stretch. 
maybe instead of six and nine, we're looking at nine of six if we got Brady. So that that to me is why Las Vegas makes the most sense for him. I would never uh, say Tom Brady is one to run from the fight, Evan, but I think the one uh, reason why I, I don't think Tom Brady would go to the Raiders, and I, you just laid out reasons why. I know I said it. I think that the Raiders would be seeking out Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Uh, I, Tom Brady, again, I don't think he's one to run from the fight, but uh, he's also a smart competitor. Why would you ever willingly go into a division with Patrick Mahomes? The second best quarterback in that division, Justin Herbert. Why would you ever willingly go into that that division? Well, he I, did opt to go into the NFC South, which at the time had Drew Brees. <laughs> okay, that's different than Patrick than than a in their prime Patrick Mahomes and sure. Justin Herbert. I mean, when he went to New Orleans, what Drew Brees had one more year? That was his last year in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, and in the regular season, the New Orleans Saints beat them twice. I mean, it was they the Bucs that, that flipped the script in the playoffs. But, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. I'm not saying I, I, Tom Brady has made a career of, you know, running away from, from great quarterbacks. And he certainly beat his fair share. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. But at this stage of his career, if he's still trying to win football games, which why else would he still be playing? I mean, he, he, he killed his marriage because he still wants to keep playing football. He wants to win, allegedly. He wants to win games. Uh, So I don't know why you would willingly uh, make it more difficult on yourself by going to a division that you probably would never win. Yeah, that's true. I guess I just, I'm just not sure where else would probably be. Like, like what would check all the boxes? Okay, so I know we only have a couple of minutes left, and, and I do want to get our predictions out for this weekend's game. But I do think this is this is interesting, and it's something we're going to be talking about this entire offseason when it comes to quarterbacks and where they go. If you're a team that, or if you're a player that, you know, wants to move teams and go to a different location, of the teams that need a quarterback, which one would you prefer? I mean, there's honestly not a lot of great situations out there that, in my opinion, would be better than Las Vegas. Uh, if I'm Tom Brady, I would be interested in New Orleans. I know we just mm-hmm. we just said that, but I mean they still have a, a really quality defense. Uh, there are some questions about their offense as well, but but they've hit on some draft picks recently uh, as well. I mean Chris Olave is one of the better young receivers in the game. I know Alvin Kamara has some legal questions that that has to play out before he makes his decision. But if I'm Tom Brady, I'd be interested in a place like, like New Orleans, because I, I think they uh, are, are quarterback away from at least being good. And you know that that division is probably still going to struggle for at least a few more years. Stay in the division, a place you know well, uh, maybe maybe go to, to a slightly better overall team and, and see what happens. But I don't know. I, I just don't think he uh, – I think he's too smart to willingly go to the AFC West right now, considering everyone else in that division. I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe he's also worried about Russell Wilson. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it, it is interesting. Uh, it's crazy to think about, though. Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, and Tom Brady all essentially being potential guns for hire. Like, when have we ever thought about those three quarterbacks as hitmen or mercenaries yeah. on the free agent quarterback market? All right, Mark, let's, let's get to the game itself. Uh, the 49ers enter the weekend currently as we're recording this. As a 10-point favorite, uh, the total that I saw was 42 points. So if you're looking at this game, I think we both expect the Niners to win. I kind of do think it's going to be a tricky game, though, just because of the extracurriculars. Like It has nothing to do with what's going on on the field. It has to do with 
the Raiders and the players that are playing for the Raiders that want to play, that want to be there, having something to prove, a.k.a. contracts for next season, potential suitors if you're, you know, Jared Stidham, if you're, um, you know, one of those other guys in a contract year. I do think the Niners handle business, but I do think that the Raiders also give them enough of a fight to cover. So I'll take Hmm. the 49ers 28-20. to That is my prediction for this game over 28 to 20 wow the overheads relatively easily too okay mm-hmm. interesting. 28-20 Niners come out on top I also have the Niners winning this ball game I do think they cover though and the under just barely sneaks by 27-13 is my final score prediction Niners 27 Raiders 13 I think this is a a walk in the park relatively speaking I think the Niners get a two-score lead in the first half they don't need to play any of their stars that many snaps in the second half. They cruise to victory. Max Crosby will announce himself. He'll make a big play here and there. But the the others on the defense, simply not good enough for the Raiders. Um, I know that there's been a, a lot of noise this week in, in practice about Debo Samuel. He is up and practicing once again for the 49ers. I would be shocked if he plays. If he does play, it won't be that many snaps. I think the Niners should hold him out. Until the postseason starts, we'll see about that. I think the Niners just have too many weapons. They'll spread the ball around. No one's going to get that many touches. McCaffrey's certainly not going to come close to 25 carries like he did, uh, or I guess more than 25 like he did against the Seahawks. He probably won't get 20 touches total, maybe 15 total touches. We'll see for McCaffrey. Uh, But I think it's going to be uh, a workman-like day for the 49ers. They win by two scores, 27 to 13. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I could totally see that. I, I do think that the Raiders will cover in a backdoor fashion. Mm. Uh, if the Niners scored 28 in the first half and then took their foot off the gas pedal and the Raiders scrummage enough points, I wouldn't be surprised. And Jared also, Stidham, huh? Backdoor <laughs> cover. Well, we talked about this before. There's a California Golden Bear waiting in the wings, and <laughs> Chase Garbers might have the opportunity. Hey, I'm just saying, man, the Pac-12 at Cal – he was kind of known as a comeback kid, so I'm not saying he's going to beat the 49ers, but if Jared Stidham looks like utter garbanzo in the first, watch out for that golden bear in the second string. <laughs> uh, a a, a phrase a I never thought I would ever hear. Chase Garber is known as a comeback kid. <laughs> hey, go watch his last two big games. Okay, that'll do it for <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the 415ers podcast. Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings with you as always. Uh, Mark, we'll be talking to our listeners on Monday after the game, of course, between the Niners and the Raiders. Uh, but I encourage you to have a safe and festive New Year's Eve. Uh, to everyone out there, please drive safe. Please drink responsibly. It's not just your holiday you could mess up. It is other people's as well. Um, so, Mark, I'll be talking to you this weekend. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Evan. Looking forward to it. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Take it easy. You've been listening to another episode of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network.